Hello everybody, welcome back to um, the Trauma Reviews with me, Hannah Barnard. Oh, that's just the sound of my headphones going off. Um, so this is part two of, we should stop telling everybody what to do. <laughs> um, if you've listened to um, episode two of series three, or season three, as I think it's listed here, um, uh, we're now into season three of the podcast, Trauma Reviews podcast. Um, so I did a little welcome for the new year for everybody, um, just to keep everyone going over the new year. And then I've done a part one, um, I've stopped telling everyone what to do, and this is part two of that podcast. So um, you can listen to this one first if you want, or you can go back and listen to the other one first. It's entirely up to you. Um, so yeah, I was just discussing really about, um, a little a little bit about, um, I'm not a mental health expert or anything, um, nor am I an expert in um, medical field, but I just, um, I've got experience of um, working with people who are, um, and I've certainly gained a lot of insight. So I've got the um, Trauma Abuse podcast Facebook as well, so I really recommend if um, you go on there, there's some resources for people um, to watch, to read, um, there's also the opportunity to message me if there's something that you want to contact me about that you think might be useful to my research into um, what's happening with people and also um, topics for discussion and information that's going on. Um, please tell me whereabouts you're from in the world and um, whether you want the information to remain anonymous or not as well because um, I'll probably be discussing any information that's sent to me. Um, so I need to have your permission, obviously, if I'm going to say whereabouts it's come from or identify anybody, um, for their own safety and security as well. So, um, yeah, I'm just continuing on in part two now about really, um, we talked about last time in this obsession that everybody's got with telling everybody what to do at the moment. Um, they're trying to, you know, impose... Um, restrictions on everybody, trying to impose, um, you know, safety things on everybody. And to some extent, people feel that, some people feel that's a really good idea. You know, why aren't we not all pulling together? We want to keep everyone safe. These things are there for a reason. That's the, the alternative view there. Um, and also that um, we're talking about uh, categorising labelled people and how to be helpful rather than critical, threatening um and this invasive process. One of the things I've actually um, been interested in lately is um, the people who've been affected by having children taken, seized by the state, or by um, a, a court case or a family, what they call it, social services, um, care orders, etc. Um, I've spoken to people one-to-one -one on this basis. I've helped them face-to-face. -face. I've helped them um, and I'm learning as I go along. I'm reading up on a lot of things to do with the law. I'm reading up on a lot of things to do with what's going on. I'm finding out for people all over the country, all over the world, what's happening. Um, it's quite harrowing. It's quite stressful. Quite upsetting at times. I can't watch the videos of people show me of kids screaming and stuff and being separated from parents because it's horrific. Um, so... Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not really a conspiracy theorist. I'm not going to the extreme that I'm going to discuss. Uh, some of the theories behind why this is happening, <coughs> other than that, there is, um, in some cases, a weird network with people. That's all I'm going to say. Um, because I don't have any foundation to believe any of the other 
um, theories that are out there. I'm not going to say that they're right or wrong. I'm just going to say that I'm not um, in a position to verify them. Whereas I am in a position to verify the treatment of human beings because I've seen it, heard it, um, witnessed it, etc. Um, and seen the paperwork as well. So I can talk about that. Um, and um, I just want to extend my sympathies really and my um, support for those those people who have been meddled with for whatever reason. Um, I'm not sure if you've not listened to one of my other podcasts or read anything, the information I've given you so far. You might want to look back and um, read Ian Joseph's um, Forced Adoption book. Um, you can find it online if you search for Ian Joseph's and you can also contact him for advice as well. Um, he's a chap with um, a law degree who who's living in Monaco at the moment and um, so he's done some interesting interviews on YouTube as well you might be able to look some of those up and he's written a book um, and some of the information in it is relevant to the time so it was a little while ago now some years ago there's also Lundy Bancroft has written some recent information and some books that I would recommend people read um, I think that's a, a really good expertise um, that's worth looking into. Um, yeah, I um, I see some information <laughs> given to people how to sort of play the system sometimes and how to go along and how to do this and that. And I'm not, that's not really my standpoint. I'm not here to, to tell people. I can tell people what goes on. I can prepare them for the possibilities and say, well, this may happen or this may not happen or be prepared to expect this. It might happen, it might not um be aware of what's happening and what who to trust and not to trust and things like that. I can I can do that, but I can't um I can't really um advise people to play the system because I don't believe in that. I actually believe that the whole system has to change and has to be I mean I would like to see some of it abolished actually. I would like to see large sectors abolished um because I think they're so destructive to people's lives. And I think the practices are so some people call them archaic. I would call them just cruel <laughs> um, on every level. And I don't think it matters what time they come from or what era or what, you know, um, background they've got. They're just plain wrong, you know, um, to me. And, and they just shouldn't be happening. And because of the secrecy and because of the shame and because of the trauma that people are, people are sort of almost disabled. And because people just don't believe that it's really going on. Um, as I say, some of the far out conspiracies about, um, you know, Satanist groups and, you know, things like that. There are obviously Satanist abusers and, and people who believe in that stuff out there. There's obviously weird cults, rituals, all those things going on out there. Um, but I've got no ver- verifiable proof that I've seen um, other than people giving witness accounts. And I'm not going to say whether they're true or not because it's not my place to do that. That's that's their genuine experience and that you know I'm not going to doubt them on that um but I think sometimes these things are used because the stories are so out there um and even the the stories I do know of that are abusive uh, confusing distorting and that's how victims often come across so um you know and there seems to be an assumption that there's some truth and in some and, and and not in others and that some people have mental illnesses and blah 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 well you know we can only listen and we can only see the patterns, can't we? We can only look and say, well, don't know if I believe that or not, can't, can't tell, you know. Um, 
I'm taking a very objective, very open-minded view to all of this at the moment. Um, I'm not jumping to agree with or defend any of it, really. I'm just looking into it. I'm just, I'm interested, I'm curious. Um, I think it's something that affects all of us, um, or could affect all of us. Um, where there's, there's just a lot of incompetence and a bad system that's been around for far too long. Um, whether there are small pockets of, or large pockets of um, these um, weird practices and belief systems behind the scenes that we don't necessarily talk about or um, it could be a factor, I don't know. Um, I think there's definitely networks, you know, whether they are paedophile networks, whether they are misogynistic networks, whether they're controlling cult group networks, whether they're part of something else. Um, the only thing I could say is where people say it's the elite, I wouldn't say it's the elite that's carrying out all of it. Um, there might be some money coming from somewhere. There might be money coming from um, parts of the East. There might be money coming from religious groups in the West. Um, there might be, um, you know, funding and money coming from all sorts of places and, and pockets. And there might be... Um, so, yeah, you can follow the money and you can find out where it's coming from. But I think I would say there's probably multiple backgrounds to what's going on as to why people are having... Um, human trafficking, child trafficking, whether it be uh, underground crim criminal activity or underground criminal activity within the system. There's definitely corruption around the world, we all know that. Um, there's, definitely, um, there's definitely attempts by certain groups to infiltrate mainstream high-level positions. I've seen evidence of that myself. Can't say where that evidence has come from. Um, because I'm not, um, I've not been given permission by the people who go to me, and I do respect their um their wishes to keep keep that information secret. But people have reliable people have infiltrated um groups, um, groups who've got together with their own agenda, whether it be um a particular um category that they fit into or whatever, and they have actually tried to um put in place people in certain uh, jobs, departments, etc., to get their own way to push their agenda further. And so this does go on. So, okay, some of the stories might be a little odd and a little far out, but there's definitely something. There are attempts, because I've seen them, to do this. And also, some people just say, well, it's incompetence. You know, these people are not capable. They're not capable of doing their jobs. And that's certainly true. I've come across lots of people who've got no idea what they're talking about when it comes to assessing these things or evaluating these things. And they're being given jobs that are way above their capabilities, um, their knowledge, their qualification, etc., and and to, to cope with these things. And they just don't have the um, the capacity to look things up or to research them. And even when they do, they can't do it in the short time span that they've been allocated because they're being literally sent in to do a sort of uh, superficial job, if you like, Go in, look like you've done this, take this box, fill out this form, do it by this deadline, get it on my desk and off you go. And um, it's not really allowing for anything really. And decisions are made before speaking to people rather than actually after collecting the information. I'm doing a very slow process here of gradually looking into things, questioning things, collating information, things, and building a bigger picture. And I'm doing it on a very... Um, and I've had the opportunity through my own um, 
experience I'm, I'm witnessing all of these practices and these things going on and these um, individuals who are abusive in, in the, the pattern I've had enough time that it's happened over such a, a long period of time now that I've had the opportunity to see it from different angles and to collect the information and to look into things more on a long term basis so something I've thought about um, say in 2008, nine, and then comes back again, you think of it on a different level in 2013, you then speak to the victim again, and then you, you, you know, it's sort of over a period of time, you gather, and you've got the time to spend with people as well, which is so important, um, and to explore the ideas and explore, and you gather knowledge from all angles. So, um, yeah, I think it, it, it's the only way, really. But what 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 worries me the most, really, and what sort of I think needs to change, is that the people within the establishment are not developing their ideas, or they're developing the wrong ideas. So they're inventing these sort of bizarre terms and projects and labels that they use to categorise people in, um, and these treatments and these. You know, it's it's almost like a sort of sideline, really, which I've talked about before, the sort of monetary value and profiteering and sidelines and little things that are set up. Um, and, uh, yeah, so um, all those little conflicts of interest, as we call them, um, those little businesses and sidelines and things, and, and, and that, that little network is also a factor. It might not be linked to a, a church or a, a cult or a group or a, you know, little boys club. It might just be that all these people are feeding off the same provider <laughs> um, or the same pot of money. You know, whether that be legal aid money, uh, whether that be uh, the middle class to rich people's money, whether it be um the sale of or the distribution of um money that's out there for as you say human trafficking <laughs> as people describe it um so if you're not quite sure what i'm talking about here i think most of the people listening to this will be but if you're not quite sure what i'm talking about i'm actually referring in part to to the people who've had children removed or stolen where there hasn't been a legitimate cause. Now, there can be a little bit of a borderline in the middle here with a few cases where some people think it's not a big deal to do certain things. As a parent and others say, well, that's awful, you should have had your children taken off you and they, they're not safe in that environment. But in the majority of cases I'm referring to, I'm talking about people who definitely didn't meet a threshold of significant harm where children should have been removed from mothers or fathers. And um, I'm talking about people who've actually been very badly treated, lied about, um, have experienced the most awful treatment by uh, the very people that were supposed to be there to either assist and help them and their families. And children have actually left their children worse off than they were to start with. Um, I'm talking about people in a very cruel inhumane system um, that shouldn't be happening basically um, there's an illusion of a process which hasn't really taken place there's lots of bits of paper thrown about um, but the information's not been checked out there's no recourse there's no accountability um, it's draining for people and it's uh, it's left people decimated like people's lives decimated and 
rips apart. So I'm not talking about those people who've sought protection and, and actually received it. I'm talking about people who've, you know, people who've just made a mess of their lives, really. Um, and I do, I reach out to them in the new year because I think every year that goes by is another Christmas, is another religious festival, is another holiday, um, is another school year, is another birthday. And um, it's hard, isn't it? And I, I hear from people all the time. And they go up and down in waves and they just, you know, they're very anxious, they can't sleep, they're angry, you know, they're, they're just coping any way that they can. And... Um, I think as well after the whole reach out to people because there's some lovely people online who've now set up their own groups of support people going through this non-judgmental support I'd like to hope that that all carries on after after Christmas and everything and throughout the year because there's going to be lots of different times and you know people who who have come up with theories as to why these things are happening um have come up with certain dates and times and things that they feel are significant either for them or for people potentially who are experiencing these things um and it's rendering people powerless and you know feeling awful so yeah I just um I do really sympathize and, and feel for these people and I've had a great insight and I think that um the, the widespread scale of it as well is quite quite worrying um the level of dodgy people <laughs> working in trusted professions, abusing their profession, is um is terrifying. It really is. Um the number of um abusers, paedophiles, etc. out there is terrifying. The number of people who just don't care um about the job they're doing. They don't have any diligence, they don't have any education, they don't have any information, they don't have the ability to and they are actually making decisions directly or indirectly or advising those that do make the decisions and they are the gap between um the victims and the individuals it's happening to and the people making the decisions at the top and they are getting it wrong and there's also i don't know there's a possibility there might be a quota there isn't there as well there might be a sort of meet your target i've definitely seen some indication of that so that could be another possible factor that people are just literally trying to keep funding meet targets and therefore people are not really getting what they need um i don't think that funding is really um, an issue when it comes to a lot of these things because there's lying going on there's misinformation and lying now you can't help it if somebody passes misinformation on to you you can't help it if the records are wrong but you can actually verify it you can actually, when somebody tries to correct it or question it, you can actually start from scratch and correct it and say, this is not right. Um, so I don't really think that's really an excuse. It's not time consuming. You don't have to go through every little piece of thing. You just have to document the truth. You just have to start from scratch um, and start from basics. And any good professional will tell you, any good um, real professional and as an expert in the field will tell you that you start from basics you don't just assume oh this is a history i've been told by somebody else <laughs> or a smear campaign i've been told by somebody else you actually just start from your own your own basics so um yeah it's um it's a shame really it's a shame that it's happening to people um and um i'm certainly trying to find solutions but the only solution i can actually see there's a lot of people talking about reform there's a lot of people talking about reforming justice system, 
Um, there's a lot of people talking about reform in social care system. There's a lot of people talking about reform in um, the police and all sorts of things, governments, uh, local governments. And I just have to say, councils, things like that, there's a lot of people trying to root out corruption. I think that's a really good thing to do. But I think um, what I would say is it's not a, a case of pumping more money into these things. It's not a case of adding this little tweak here or there or making this new law here or there. I actually haven't seen any change. And I don't want to diminish people's efforts here because I know that people campaign for very good laws, but they're misused. Um, laws that, that people have brought in to try and resolve some of these situations and to stop people from not being protected. It's being twisted, it's being manoeuvred, um, it's being misused. I think until we have, some people have said about accountability, scrutiny and things like that. I think where, where scrutiny and accountability has been brought in, for example, where we have here in the UK Ofsted inspections of certain departments, etc., um, it's had a bit of a counterproductive thing. It's exposed some of what's wrong, not all of it. And they've hidden and covered up. You know, they've all grouped together to kind of give a false impression and get the right targets and got the right person in to do that. And it's not really changed the fundamentals. Um, so in, in a way, you're almost worse off for some of the scrutiny. Um, but there doesn't seem to be anywhere you can go. Nothing is independent. I hear this time and time again from people, and I verified it myself that it is correct. A lot of these so-called independent bodies complaint this, that, and the other, um, going above this. It's not independent. Um, so you find yourself trapped in a bigger and bigger problem that's expanding. So um, my advice is to get out. I would actually like to see some of these places abolished. I think they're taking up huge sums of money. I think you've got people working and employed in them, yes, but they're all miserable. They're all on unreliable contracts. They hate it. I spoke to one lady who's going to remain anonymous who sent me contracts, work, information, everything. Um, she was working for one of these children's services departments, and it was horrific. And she's got a union person there representing her. And, and she said, you know, I'm only doing this until I can finish my other qualification and I can just leave. And this is the thing. And they say, oh, people leave because of burnout. I've heard them at meetings, people in charge. Oh, they leave because it's a hard job and burnout and this, that, and the other. And it's this. It, they're not leaving because of that. They're leaving because you're useless and you're providing them with a terrible department that's not run properly, that hasn't got anything decent going for it. And on the few occasions they do come out and decide to do a little review and report and, you know, change things. They come out, they come up with some, they do listen to people, a few people. They come up with the right ideas and then they're not implemented. They're supposed to be implemented over like six, seven years, eight years, some of them, ten year plans even. They're not, they're not, they're not really, they don't come back to check that it's working and they're not keeping an eye on anything. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's disappointing. I think they've just got the wrong people in the wrong system, doing the wrong job. And, um, so yeah, and then, yeah, there will be abusers among them. I'm quite confident that there will be, and they've been getting away with it for years. Um, but more so than that, I think there's people who just don't care. They have no... You know, they don't care about themselves, they don't care about the, the job. They move on every five minutes as well. It's like, oh, well, I want you to do the, deal with this by this stage. Right, I'm taking you off this job now, I'm putting you on this one. They never really follow anything up. Um, so they never actually get to hear whether their ideas or the things they suggested or anything worked. Whereas 
On the other hand, if you have a doctor in a doctor surgery, you know, or a general practitioner in this country or GP, um, you actually go back to the same similar doctors or practice. You know, you might try this, you might try that, you might say, well, that didn't work for me. Actually, I've got I've developed this rash. You know, you get more continuity of care and you get more, um, but you don't get that with social care or the law or the court advisories. Um, what you get is a sort of quick, this is happening for this time. They drag it out a bit. They do drag it out and torture people for a while, but actually you don't get a sort of continuity of um, coming back to see if anything worked or not. You get this sort of people coming back um, having forgotten what happened before with a new bunch of people. And I think this is what happens to a lot of... I was horrified, actually. I looked at this job that was on offer, and um, it was advertised, and they were saying there's three kids in a care home, and you didn't need any qualifications, and I was horrified by this. Um, you didn't have to have any previous experience. It could have been anybody. Um, they might do a disclosures and bar service to check, I would imagine, but it doesn't, unless you've been caught or unless you've been doesn't mean anything and it was like sort of oh, once a month and I thought well there's going to be a different person in that place overnight picking up random children from school in different parts of the area um you're going to get a different person every night so if somebody had a problem one night they wouldn't get the same person to comfort them the next night these are children we're talking about these are vulnerable children um you don't get, oh, it's training on the job, so you don't actually have to have any long-term experience or training in the complex needs of these self-harming, um, the abuse, the, you know, substance abuse, all these other things that are quite specialist areas, um, you know, and you're talking about not great pay either, you're talking about average pay, um, and I just have to say, well, who's going to take that on? Somebody who might be well-meaning, somebody who might be very sinister and abusive um or somebody who just wants the job and thinks oh, i can do that um on another job and then doesn't quite realize what they've let themselves in for um and i can't i can't imagine that that setup is going to work out for for most people certainly not for the people it's supposed to be caring for anyway um yeah, so I'm 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 frightened when I read about and hear about and I question these things and talk to people. But I'm also grateful that people bring them to your attention. You know, it's happening in your area. You know, it's happening all around you. You know, it's frequent, and you're getting to share ideas. And one thing, as I said to somebody today, was so important um, for us all to talk about these things. Don't be ashamed; it's happened to you. Because if you go down to your local school, like High Street, talk to other parents, other people, you'll find. I I found out I was I was a group of like eighty people in a an organisation and they said to me several of them turned around said is he a narcissist to do this that and there, oh yes we've had that problem, oh yes um we've encountered that some of them turned around I had no idea they'd experienced domestic violence before oh yes I experienced that once, some people um I spoke to recently I've known for years um I didn't know that they'd experienced rape or sexual assault. Um, I didn't know they'd been a victim of false allegations. I didn't know that um, they'd encountered social services, even just, um, you know, locally. And you'd be amazed. So if you do reach out to people and you tell people what's actually happened to you, yes, there'll be people who are judgmental across the world. You can keep whatever private information to yourself you want, but actually you'd be, uh, you'd be shocked and amazed to find how many people it's affected in one group, it was interesting because I went to one very supportive um, domestic violence group um, and there's like a sort of coffee morning and they were saying to me, oh, 
we all went down to this place once and like eight of the women had all had been subjected to the same man and it was just uncanny. You know, the same man in the area, there's like a population in this area of like 60, 70,000 people. Um, and this one bloke had, had abused sort of six or seven or eight women. So it's worth speaking out. It's worth talking about what's going on around the country. You might find your situation is the same as somebody who lives 100 miles away from you or on the other side of the world from you. Or you might find that actually there's a common denominator in this area. Um, you might find that certain systems and certain firms are not great. You don't want to always take advice from everybody else. You want to think for yourself as well. So, um, yeah, stop stop ha- being told what to do and stop telling other people what to do. Obviously, there's sensible advice out there uh, for people who know what they're talking about. But I think, what first of all, you want to assess, does this person know what they're talking about? Is this person helpful or not and they might start off seeming helpful and behaving like a helpful person but actually and knowing what they're talking about then as time goes on you think oh I don't think they're very good I don't think we really know what that's the time to sort of cough and say actually I'm not going to bother with this now um or if they walk away and they refuse to do their job instead of keep I think a lot of um lawyers encourage this actually a lot of lawyers a lot of other people a lot of teachers oh just cooperate just play along just you know why don't you just contact them a lot of charities do it as well Oh, you know, get back onto them and they should be doing this, they should be... It's not your job to do somebody else's job for them, especially if you're um, looking for health support or social support, uh, all these other things. Um, It's not your job to do their job for them. I'm not saying give up, you know, I'm just saying it's exhausting. And um, it's also not your job to go round as public health. You know, you can keep your clean and your, your, your kitchen clean, your restaurant clean. You can wash your own hands and you can clean your own car and you can, you know, look after yourself. But I don't... And you can ventilate places and you can go choose where you go to to some extent, you know, um, and what times you go to some extent. But you can't go around telling other people what to do all the time. Now, there's some things we need. We need protection. We You know, we do need to... to stop people shooting at people in the street we do need to stop obviously um we do need to to have some some regulations some rules some some laws to keep everybody you know in order to some extent but i think um you know my point is really we shouldn't be interfering where it's not necessary um and we should be where we've been asked to do a job we should either be capable and competent or we shouldn't be doing that that job shouldn't exist otherwise and what I'm finding is there's a lot of people, um, you know, you wouldn't employ, you wouldn't employ um, somebody who, you know, who's never done any electrics before to come in and do your electrics for you. So why are you employing somebody um, to come in and assess your needs for domestic violence when they don't have any training or experience or any knowledge of that? Why would you come in and help them, ask them to help you and I think sometimes you've just got to actually sit down and say, like, what do you actually do? What is it you actually do here? But you, you get lied to. I mean, I've been told before, oh, we're here to do this and to look at the whole picture. And they don't. So, and that's the other thing is knowing when somebody's gaslighting you or abandoning you or not doing what they should be doing. Don't wait for them to do the wrong thing or to abandon you. You abandon them first. Fire that lawyer fire that social worker, 
um, tell them you're not going, you know, don't part with bullying, you know, uh, remove your child from that school if you need to. You know, don't go in rash, don't go and make a crazy decision on the spot, don't go in. But if they're not listening, if you've tried, if you've tried engaging with them once, twice, and you find it's not working for you, you need to say, I'm sorry, but this is the reason. And I think if everybody stops playing this silly game, tiptoeing around everybody, and, and I think it's like, I know people who've, who've lied about who they've voted for. Um, you don't have to tell people who you voted for in an election. If you don't want to, you can if you want to. Um, you don't have to um, tell people whether you're vegetarian or not. You know, you don't have to tell people whether you go to church or not, or whether you believe in this or not. You don't have to tell people anything about your sex life you don't want to. You don't have to actually do that. I mean, you can. But these people are not entitled to uh, pry into whether you've had certain medical treatments, as to whether you've had an abortion or a vaccine or whatever. You know, it's it's not a business, you know. Um, you might want to discuss and be open with an intimate partner or something if it's something that affects your sexual health, physical health, mental health, etc. You might want to ask certain questions and say, well, actually, I need to discuss these things because it affects me and myself as well as you and others and potential children, etc. But you don't need to engage with people who are unqualified, um, not capable of offering an adequate service. I mean, you wouldn't go to a company, a phone company that was offering you a bad contract for a bad amount of money, wasting your time, making you sit on a phone all the time, you know, spinning it all out, not getting what you wanted, not getting value for money. You wouldn't buy furniture from a furniture store if it was too expensive and it was falling apart after a week. So why would you go to a service that's either... And this is another thing, I say too expensive. They go, oh, it's free if you do this. Oh, the good news is you don't have to pay for this. Why is it free? You know, we've all seen that con, haven't we? You can have this for free. Or you don't have to pay for this, but then you're going to end up paying in the in the end, aren't you? So the the thing is, don't trust everything just because it's free. And just go, what's the worst that can happen? That's the other thing, isn't it? Oh, just go and have this done, or just go and try this. What's the worst that can happen? You just try it, don't you? Well, you know, sometimes you've got to just go out into the world and try things. But if you trust the wrong person in one of these situations where... You don't know them, you don't know if they're trustworthy, you don't know who they are. If you go and enter into a non-expert, you wouldn't go and have surgery, would you? With somebody who's got no surgical experience. You wouldn't let them open you up and do that to you. So why would you let somebody in a social meddling capacity do the same? You know, why would you allow them to come along? They could potentially do a huge amount of damage. So um, I don't think it's about being bolshy. I don't think it's about being aggressive or um, not um, accepting help. You can accept help, but you must accept help from the right people. And when they stop being the right people, and sometimes you can met someone who's been a great friend up to a point, but then suddenly you see a deterioration in them, you see a pattern of horrible behaviour. You you might have been sending your child to a little school that's been wonderful, and then suddenly... New administration comes in, or new new factors come in, or you might be going to a church or something. You might or go to a religious institution. You might find, oh, this is all very nice, and then suddenly things start to change. You need to you need to take a step back. 
You don't have to go bound on it completely, but you can take a, a real step back and reevaluate. Do I think this person is the right person for me and my children and my life and my relatives to be around? Or can I trust these people or not? You know, change your lawyer, change your doctor, change your accountant, change your, the shop that you shop in, <laughs> change the restaurant you go to. If something's not right, trust your gut, change it. You know, if this police officer doesn't seem to be doing their job, go and find a different one in a different area or something, or go and speak to somebody else. Find a different way. And if you've run out of options because you tried everything, it's time to take a little step back and say, this is nonsense, this, you know. So, you know, we've got to make decisions for ourselves. We can't be relying on everybody else. Um... Yes, I'm all for um, actually trying to get people to do their jobs properly, but sometimes it's a dead loss, isn't it? If you're trying to... It's like, um, you know, if you've got, like, a really terrible father or something in you, or, you know, and they never do anything for you, they're just useless, and they've been useless all their lives. They're not going to change, are they, the more that you say, well, I need you to do this. Thing. If you've got a terrible girlfriend or boyfriend who's just never there, if you never does anything they're supposed to do or anything, and they're just awful... They're not gonna. You're not gonna be able to mould them into a new person. You just have to walk away and say they're just not gonna. They're not the person that you know that you need around at the moment. So, you're not gonna have a. Oh, I wanted this person to be my best friend, and I wanted to do this, this, and this. They're not there. They're not doing it. They're not doing the job. You know. I was really hoping these people had come. And the number of times I've thought I was really hoping these people would come in this time and it'd be different this time and these people from this department would come in to get a second opinion they say <laughs> that was hilarious i said i've had this awful experience with these people yet again i knew they'd be awful oh well, you get a second opinion i was told by somebody intelligent and professional and i thought well maybe i should get a second opinion but you know when you've had your fifth sixth seventh second opinion and they're all useless and then you start doubting yourself and then you start thinking, oh God, what, you know, and then you start just losing the will to live. So I just think, do you know what, if something's rubbish, it's rubbish, it doesn't work. Don't bother with it. Um, my mother hates technology. She's just like washed her hands of it and just, she says her life's fine without it. So that's up to her, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think your life's better with certain, without certain things and people in it. Don't battle against it all the time. Just go, state your peace, tell them, have a voice. Always have a voice. Be the antidote to these things by having a voice. And then just leave it at that. You know, you don't have to win. You're already winning by being able to have your say and your freedoms and doing what you want to do. Um, so, um, next podcast, we need to think of some topics. So, um... If anybody wants to message me, I'm really interested. As I say, I've been hearing from all different sectors and, and, and people. People have been sharing some really interesting accounts and stories with me, which has really helped me to know what, what reassurances people need, what discussions they need. I'm here to help people with um, some writing letters, requesting things as well, if that's what they want. I know it's sometimes even though you're capable of doing that because you're not incapable of writing or, you know, um, I know that sometimes if you're in the midst of something that's quite emotional, traumatic for you or you're being abused or bullied, it can be quite hard. So if you want me to check over anything or make sense of anything, um, I know that 
under normal circumstances you could probably do it for somebody else but you can't do it for yourself so give me a shout um check out the facebook page don't dwell on it too much and try and find yourself um an alternative to take your mind off and give your mind a little rest for a while as well um whatever's happening it's not easy to do that because um you're in this mode of being attacked and and being mistreated so um or in the aftermath of that as well and sometimes it's just ongoing so i've got great sympathy um with people who are being told what to do told they have to jump through hoops abused abused uh, people who are abused by their own system that they work within taking it out on you i've i've, I've seen it i've experienced it I've, I've heard it i've witnessed it um i've heard multiple accounts of it the more sharing we do of our stories with each other the more connecting in groups we do the more support we offer each other in a healthy environment the better it's not always about campaigning or changing things it's more about we actually make change by getting together and saying we're going to be a good force for good here by looking after each other calling something out when it's wrong um even if we do it in our own communities whether we do it on social media whether we do it globally whether we do it in secret groups whatever just calling out for what it is um and there are some cruel and barbaric practices going on which nobody would know as a child growing up in this country unless you'd experienced it. Um, you wouldn't as an adult, you wouldn't necessarily know what's happening, but more and more people are getting to see what's happening and how awful it is. And so I've got hope. I'm a very hopeful, positive person underneath it all, really. I, can, I get accused of being sceptical sometimes. Um, I call it realistic, <laughs> but I, I've opened my eyes. I've opened my eyes to things um, and I look into things and I question things, which is not a bad thing, but it doesn't mean that you, you ever give up completely. You can feel sick sometimes. You can feel um, horrible about things and, and really, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Dis- demobilised um, because of certain things not functioning properly but it's not you you know it's not you that's not functioning properly it's them it's those people that you're 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 not getting what you expect so stop expecting it recognize it for what it is and uh, stop being told what to do so theme for this podcast is stop telling other people what to do focus on what you're doing and um, have a think about being told what to do yourself. Um, you can be polite, you can be reasonable, you can be calm. You don't have to be uh, confrontational, you don't have to be winning, you don't have to be aggressive, you don't have to be in conflict. You just have to think for yourself and uh, it's the healthiest way to be. So um, have a great day, have a great evening and um, I shall speak to you soon. Thanks for joining us. Bye.